Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 61. I hope you're managing to keep your spirits up at a time when there is so much wrong with the way African people are being treated in the world. But I don't want you to get down about this because the pattern is that after we get mad, we forget. We forget to get even. So we have to do something different. And for me, Part of getting mad must also be about making sure you have a plan B and a plan C that you're working on to give yourself some choices and chances that prioritise your right to live in a way that gives you the best outcomes for you. Personally, I believe that those best outcomes are more likely to be achieved if you're making new money that you can set aside and put towards your best life plan. And this week, I'm answering a question from a viewer who told me that he was a mechanic with skills, but did not know if he wanted to fix cars all his life. My listener wanted to know what else he could do with his skills. Now, as you're listening, you might think that anything to do with mechanics has nothing here for you. And if you're listening with a linear ear, you might think that. But what I want you to do when you listen to this podcast is that I want you to think about your own day job and how you can spin that job as many ways as possible to find several side hustles that you can create just from what you do as a day job. So our listener is a mechanic and although he likes being a mechanic, he thinks about what else he can do to earn new money. And if this is you, then the first thing that I want you to do is to split the job down into as many different things you can do with the job as you can. When I think about a mechanic, for example, I think about someone who fixes cars. I think about someone who might be specialising in fixing a particular make of car. And I think about somebody who might specialise in maybe fixing classic cars. In each of these three areas, there are several different side hustles you could think about starting. The first side hustle you can start is as a video blogger teaching people about basic car maintenance. But the important thing here is to then only target a small market of people, what we call a niche of people. So you can reach a specific audience, like, for example, basic car maintenance for new drivers. There are lots of people who are very visual 
And as new drivers, people are very nervous about their cars. I remember when I passed my driving test, one of the main things I worried about was my car breaking down in the middle of the road and me not knowing what to do. This is what made me learn basic car maintenance. But today, young people are fast. Sometimes they don't even have time to learn those things. Now, you might be asking why there are benefits to focusing on a small market of people, like new drivers. Well, because if your audience includes too many people, then you're likely to be competing with far more people to get eyes on your side hustle. By reducing the number of people you're targeting, what's called niching, you cut out a lot of the people who would otherwise be competing with you. And you can then focus on giving really good service to your specific audience. The other benefit of focusing on a niche market is that by dealing with a specific market, you're more likely to gain expert knowledge because there are fewer things for you to focus on and fewer things to learn about what your market needs. You've heard me talk about the importance of your customers knowing you, liking you and trusting you. Well, when you have a niche market, you're off to a head start in trying to build that know, like and trust factor because you're more likely to be an expert in your field and that expertise will help you to build relationships with your customers. And when you're building those relationships, you build brand loyalty. And from that loyalty, it's much easier to build a community of people that you can connect up with each other because they have similar things in common. And so your community could be saying, we all follow Rusty the car mechanic because he's the person we go to because he gives us information on what to do as new car drivers. So he's our go-to person. Or Sister B is our go-to person because she's the best mechanic who knows everything that new drivers want to know. And that's the kind of following that you're looking for. Now, a second side hustle you can create is a podcast about all aspects of buying your first car. Being a new driver and then keeping your car on the road. Would you believe it if I told you that there isn't a single podcast on the market that I could find that caters to the needs of new drivers? I mean, picture the scene if you're a new driver and you're feeling a little anxious, so you switch to a podcast whilst you're driving, and that helps you to understand your anxiety And it helps you to have a really great driving experience because the podcast, the one you've chosen to listen to, tells you about all the strange noises in the car that you're hearing. And the podcast helps to allay your fears. Why can't there be a podcast that does this? The thing about podcasts is that for people to find you, and to then be able to tell themselves that your thing is for them, the podcast has to be there. And if it is there, it then needs to have a name 
that speaks to the problem your audience needs you to solve. So a podcast for new drivers should say that on the tin. It should say it's for new drivers and each episode should focus on providing information and solving problems that might come up for new drivers. This means there is an absolutely fantastic opportunity for you if you can see yourself setting up a podcast for this niche customer. Because you can use your podcast as I do to attract an audience and build a strong following. And once you've done that, then you're able to manoeuvre yourself into a position to produce podcast episodes your listeners want to hear. A bit like this episode, which a listener asked for. And from there, you can manoeuvre yourself into a position to create products your audience wants you to create. Now, I can hear some listeners saying, well, it's easy for mechanics, Dr. Asher. But what if I work in retail, doing a minimum wage job, stacking shelves with products? How can I make a side hustle out of that? And the answer is, I don't know, but I'm only joking. If you are a shelf stacker, you might decide that you want to target customers who want to make use of, let's say, for example, makeup and cosmetics on a budget. And you might decide that because you stack these products on the shelf at work, this gives you a prime opportunity to get cheap products from work or from similar budget stores and experiment with mixing and matching them until you get the combinations right. And then you're off. Your side hustle can then be about showing people how to get top designer makeup looks for a fraction of the price. What makes you different? You're able to copy exactly what the high-end makeup artists are doing using cheap brands. And in the process, you're able to make high-end look affordable to all. Now, you're going to be in a position to do this because you've practised with those products. You haven't just rocked up today and decided you're going to become a makeup artist. This is going to be something you're interested in. Your niche market would be people who were looking for really good looks, but at a fraction of the price. And you could then use pictures of high-end looks on one side with pictures of your replicas on the other side. And then you can show people how to recreate the look using cheaper, more affordable brands from the discount stores. Your target market might be teenage girls or mothers on a fixed income or penny pinchers who want great looks for a fraction of the price. You would definitely consider doing something like this via a video blog. All you need to do is to either record yourself doing the transformation on a friend or get someone to record you doing the makeup transformation on yourself and then upload your video to your YouTube channel. This type of model of setting up your side hustle from your retail job is a method you can repeat 
for creating your side hustle, depending on your level of skill. For example, you could work in a clothing store and then buy things in the sale and upcycle those clothes. By upcycling, I mean taking a garment, adding things to it to make that garment look different and stylish, but in a different way. And in the process, you get the garment looking as near as possible or even better than the original product that you bought. If you don't have upcycle skills, you could take photographs of high-end clothes and then go to the budget stores and try to recreate affordable looks compared to the high-end costs. And again, you have to niche down. Pick a small market to do this with. So, for example, you might be targeting students on a tight budget or you might be targeting women who are going for job interviews. The more you niche down, the more you can specialise in that market. Have you ever seen people walking around stores taking pictures of things? I bet you that they're taking pictures of clothes or whatever they're taking pictures of when you see them in the stores and then they're finding ways to recreate what they see but just recreating it in a different manner. And if you can do this, you're going to stand out from the crowd. If you're the person that's recreating styles for different events for the same teenage girl or boy or the same woman or man who are going to different types of music raves, for example, or just creating outfits for people who don't know what to wear when they're going out, then this is a market that you can do great things with. There are wardrobes up and down the country that contain basic staples if you're a woman. And these are the little black dress, the skinny jeans, a white shirt, some form of jacket and a pair of trainers. What can you do to restyle these wardrobe basics so they look fresh and interesting? What can you add to them? What can you take away to fit all the different scenarios that people need when they go into all these different dances or all these different functions? Are you somebody who can help people to pack for a holiday using a number of basics that they can mix and match if they're going to Jamaica or if they're going to Trinidad and Tobago Carnival? Are you somebody that can do that? Because if you can master this, well, do you know how many people are waiting for this kind of information if they can find you? Tons of people are waiting for this, but it's about making sure you do what you do with style and making sure you don't make your styling too difficult or buy the same things or similar things that you have bought and recreate the looks. And similarly, with mechanics, if you're teaching people how to fix the car, you can't make it too difficult because people have to be able to follow what you do so that what you do helps them to solve the problem they have. Now, the examples that I've used in this week's podcast would look great 
on a YouTube channel. When it comes to setting up a YouTube channel, you first need to set up a Google email account. That's a Gmail account because YouTube is owned by Google and you can't really get behind the back of YouTube unless you've got a Gmail account. That's the trade-off. Once you've set up your Gmail account, which is really simple, you just go to Google, type in set up an email and you're off. So once you've set up that Gmail account, you then open Google in your browser. What you'll see will be the famous Google search bar. But in the top right hand corner, you'll see a box that says sign in. You need to sign in with your new Gmail email. You can use an old email or the new one that you set up. The next stage is to go to your channel list. If you don't know how to get to this, I'll put a link in the show notes below. All you need to do is scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and click the link. When you click the link, it will invite you to use YouTube and it will invite you to use YouTube by logging into YouTube using the new email that you've just set up. Click OK and you will then be taken to a page that says create new channel. Now, you will then be invited to create what YouTube calls a brand account. And all this is, is the opportunity to name your YouTube channel in a different name to your personal name, which is the name that's linked to your Gmail. And I'd advise you to pick a different name for your YouTube channel. If your email is babycheeks at Gmail, you've got to think about whether babycheeks is a name that your audience is going to be attracted to. And methinks not. So pick a brand name that's different from your email name. Choose a name for your channel. And I mean, even when you're picking a straight name, you don't have to be too hung up on the name now because later you can go into the settings of your channel and change the name. So for now, just pick a name. Once you've picked your name and clicked done, you've set up your YouTube channel and you'll be invited to upload a video or to style your channel. Now, once you've set up your channel, as long as you stay logged into Google, you'll always be able to find your channel by going to the right hand side of your YouTube page where you see a coloured circle with a white letter in it. And the white letter is usually the first letter of your YouTube channel. Just click that letter and then you get a list of options. Just scroll down the list of options until you see switch account. Click this and you'll see your channel in the menu. Click onto your channel and you'll come to your channel homepage. What I really want to do is to inspire you to see that making a start with this is really easy by trying to remove the mystery from some of this online tech stuff. I hope you at least set up your YouTube channel, even if you're not sure about what you might upload. Because setting up your YouTube channel 
at least protects the name that you want for your channel for now. And it may even give you that sense of excitement that you're on your way. And if you're somebody that likes to create videos and upload them to Facebook, my advice is that you start creating those videos and uploading them to YouTube. And then from YouTube, post into your Facebook page. Because what that will do is that even though people are watching your video on Facebook, you're still going to get the viewing numbers on YouTube. And if you can get the viewing numbers and enough eyes on your thing, then your audience share is going to go up. And if you're somebody that is creating a really strong following with your audience share, that's how you begin to attract advertising for your channel. So this week, I've been answering a question that a viewer sent in, which was about, in effect, how you drag side hustle opportunities from out of your day job. And to illustrate how this can be done, I've looked at what you can do as a mechanic. I've looked at what you can do as somebody who works in a discount store. And I've also looked at somebody who perhaps might work in a retail store. And we've also focused on the importance of creating opportunities for your audience to be able to stick with you as you grow your following. And in order to do that, we looked at podcasts, but more importantly, we looked at YouTube channels because the opportunity to set up a YouTube channel and to start broadcasting your ideas as you build your product or service is the best thing you can do because the key thing is about developing your following and giving your audience an opportunity to develop that know, like and trust factor as you develop into their go-to person for the problem they need solving. Remember, we're looking for progress here, not perfection. And the progress is in taking the action. I hope you find something useful in this podcast and I hope you feel inspired if you can see yourself and what you want to do in this podcast. I hope you feel inspired to set up your YouTube channel and practice posting a video of yourself. Until next week, you've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha and I'm out.